And this is Talking Pictures, our weekly review of movies and film. I'm Hollis Monroe, and joining us this morning from the deep end of the pool with his review of the Jason Bloom, James Wan production, Night Swim, is our, hey. Resident, hey, is our resident film Sorry guru. Sorry about that. I'm jumping in a little early into the deep end. <laughs> Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown, it's good to have you here, sort of. Yeah. Hello out there. And with a cautionary tale of what you could find if you dive too deeply into the bargain bin is our very own <laughs> deal diver, the remarkable Mr. Ron Atkins. Don't dangle your feet in the water, kids. Yes. Film. This is um, a new film, Jason Bloom and James Wan uh, production. Yes, it is. It's a Blumhouse film, which uh, Blumhouse films can be hit and hit and miss. Uh, I mean, they have they work at the low end of the spectrum on the budget, hoping for a uh, uh, good box office off of it. I had not checked what how well this film is doing in regards to box office, but uh, I suppose it's doing okay. It's directed by and written by Bryce McGuire, uh, based on a short film that he made involving uh, well this idea of night swim. Okay, and if you don't want to dangle your feet in the water, that's not necessarily a problem with this one. It's just don't go into the deep end itself, uh, particularly mm -hmm. near the drain. The drain is not good. Uh, I remember as a kid, I used to, and even now, I, I like the idea of going to a swimming pool at night and swimming. Uh, it, the clearness of the water, the clarity, mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, it just feel very safe in the, uh, swimming at night. I would not go into a lake. Uh, or a river swimming at night because that's where the mutant monsters can get you. But we'll see where this film will take us. Uh, the plot of this film, uh, okay. Uh, it, when I first was listening, looking at the trailer for this, I'm going, okay, we've had many different haunting things, haunted cars, haunted elevators, <laughs> haunted buildings, of course, haunted houses. But here we have a haunted swimming pool. And uh, it deals with uh, an ex-ball player who was a very good uh, uh, a National League player uh, played by uh, Wyatt Russell, who oh. is, uh, yeah, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn's son, yeah. uh, suffers from MS. So he has to retire, and he has to move his family uh, to a place where they can, uh, well, he can, uh, you know, uh, do his uh, uh, rehab, and he's still trying to make his way back into the leagues and things like that. And he's struggling with this transition into a new life. His family, yeah, they have to also transition, but they kind of like it because they don't have to move all the time. They'd be mm -hmm. in one place very stable because I guess he was being traded here and there, uh, which kind of marks whether he was that great of a player. But uh, <laughs> he's, uh, uh, they, they pick a place that has this great swimming pool in the backyard. And this swimming pool, okay, as they, you know, it's, they need to clean it out and things like that. Uh, they bring in a pool man and the pool man says, this is an interesting pool because it doesn't run off of the water you're drawing doesn't come from the city uh, uh, supplies. This is fed by a natural uh, uh, what stream hmm. that they're drawing the water from, which I've not heard of before, but kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So it being for, you know, being uh, cleaned up and, uh, uh, made safe to swim in, but the water is drawn from the, the earth itself. Well, let that kind of be a, a, a kind of a presager of where this thing is going. As you swim in this pool, okay, um, particularly at night, mysterious uh, circumstances and things, uh, s uh, phenomena start to happen. A cat disappears. Uh, you you kind of get, at one point, one of the characters, one of the daughters gets us. Uh, sucked to the bottom of the pool by some mysterious entity of some kind, which we don't see at first, 
and, and, and fortunately, we don't see the entities that much because they, when we do see them, they're kind of hokey-like. Uh, <laughs> but but we, uh, we, we enjoy when they, you know, they get sucked down to the bottom and have to fight to get out. And uh, uh, likewise, the pool has this uh, ability, like some people talk about with natural springs, these uh, restorative properties. He finds that as he's swimming in it himself, that his MS uh, symptoms seem to be uh, uh, reversed. Uh, he's getting better. Hmm. But one of the problems is, is that, okay, with this, I'm not going to go too far into this, but the whole notion of this, and this pool has been owned by a number of different people that go way back. And uh, each of the people who have owned this pool, they find the restorative power, but with the restorative power, right, comes a price. Mm-hmm. Uh, sacrifice and uh that's really what this film is all about now it goes back also to the the familial aspect is the the sacrifice families have to make for each other but also in this case the water itself asks for a sacrifice so i think that that that, that works too well uh, mm-hmm. at first i was thinking ah this is going to be kind of hokey uh but i was uh i was pulled into the deep end as well with mm-hmm. this film the, one of the things that works well I do with, and I, I like, okay, I, I, I have a deal with uh, movies that uh, kind of make you suspend the belief that I can hold my breath for like 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, so you, you have these <laughs> characters who are drug underwater or dive down to look for something. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, maybe I can make it for 30 seconds. But look, these guys are down there for five, you know, minutes. And when, you, when they finally make it to the surface, now I watch the streaming. Uh, but I could imagine all the audience all of a sudden when you hit the surface, they're going, oh, you know, <laughs> relieving. Sort of like, remember the characters in Poseidon Adventure when they had to oh, swim yes. under? Yeah, Shelly especially. Woof, yeah, with Shelly Winters. Uh, so uh, very interesting uh, 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 film in that case. Performances are very good, playing on the fears of uh, not only holding your breath, but this idea of, you know, walking uh, on the water. And this also works with open waters where you're, you, you know where the bottom is, and all of a sudden the bottom slips away, and your, your feet just kind of go off into nowhere land. Mm-hmm. And, and it works well on that, too, uh, kind of that, that fear of the water. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a, a, a nod, a, a nod uh, pretty uh, strongly. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, don't go in with great deals of expectation, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of a fun film, and sometimes you need a fun film like this uh this film, uh, Night Swim. All right, a great popcorn flick, in other words. Yes. All right. Soggy, but good. <laughs> All right, thank you. Now to bring us a tale of a poor, misunderstood mutant sea monster terrorizing yeah. a variety of pets, winos, and hippies hanging around <laughs> Venice Beach <laughs> is the remarkable Mr. Ron Atkins. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Uh, in 1978, I'm driving through my hometown of Council Bluffs and sitting in the back of a convertible up on the back trunk area is a sea monster waving at people and i said to my brother what is that and he goes oh that's the main character in the new movie slithis that's going to be premiering in council bluffs in a couple of days and I thought, oh okay then i saw a couple of tv ads and i got really curious so i snuck to the uh, local theater and saw it and at the time you know that's when like jaws and all that was really popular i thought it was okay you know then again, I'm 11 years old. So, yeah. you know, everything's cool when you're 11. Um, the movie is called Slithis. came out in 1978. And 
It has a running time of about 90 minutes, and I'm currently petitioning the keepers of Greenwich Mean Time to get those 90 minutes back. <laughs> um, I've seen hundreds of really bad and even C-level movies, man and boy, and the vast majority of them are quite forgettable. Slithis, however, holds one memorable distinction for me. It has surpassed, in my opinion, Manos, Hands of Fate as the corniest film wow. I have ever seen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, indeed. It's starring Alan Blanchard as Wayne Connors, our intrepid hero and slayer of Slithis. That's not really a spoiler. Blanchard has left acting and is now selling insurance in Massachusetts, so you can see where his <laughs> career went. Yeah. Written and directed by Stephen Traxler, he had a lot of writing credits, but this was his only directing credit. His goal for the film was to create both a loving homage to the classic monster films like Creature from the Black Lagoon, things like that, mm -hmm. and to add to the current lexicon of contemporary monster gore flicks like Jaws and Orca and Tentacles and, you know, that kind of stuff. The plot is that Slithis is a mutation caused by toxic and nuclear waste dumping in the ocean. And from Godzilla, how could that possibly go wrong? Yeah. You know, crawls out into the mysterious depths of Venice Beach, California in 1978 and strikes terror into the hearts of the homeless, the winos, and the prostitutes who hang out on the beach after dark. Now, Wayne Connors, he finds this mysterious, and he eventually encounters the creature and pledges to track it down and kill it. It was made on a micro-type budget, much of which I'm sure went to the Slithis costume and the craft services table, <laughs> because the film is riddled with continuity goofs, bystanders getting into the shot, seeing the camera and just kind of walking off, and flubbed lines. And sometimes these goofs are more funny than the plot and the acting. And, you know, you get it raises your attention out of the popcorn bowl from there. Filmed entirely on Venice Beach, which makes it even more strange that it premiered in my hometown of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Mm -hmm. Apparently they had a free theater that day. I don't know. It is sometimes marketed as the spawn of Slithis. I because, noticed that. Yeah because, yeah, because apparently at that time spawn of something got more attention. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and it can be found on multiple web platforms. Um bargain bins, and any free-to-a-good-home box at an estate sale. I saw the version that added the five minutes originally cut because I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this will answer some of those unanswered questions from 1978. No, those five minutes did nothing but age me. <laughs> so, in short, there's really no amount of lemon pledge that's going to put a shine on this one. So... If you're looking for something goofy, you know, if you're sitting around, it's late at night, you can't go to sleep, you, you just want something goofy that even Comet wouldn't show, Oof. this might be the one. Just a, a nice little retro backflash to the hedonistic days of Venice Beach in 1978. And almost like a trauma film with the toxic <laughs> engine. So, trauma. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, step back for a sec, film. Um, yes. Night Swim was made on a $15 million budget, and is right now it's standing at uh, $41 million, so it's doing well. Nice. It's doing the old uh, Blumhouse dance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Folks, we want to know what you're watching. Tell us what you're giving thumbs up or thumbs down. Our email address is talkingpicks at kcck.org.